It was a day like any other day at a seaside clothing store when a bookkeeper received an email from a vendor asking for payment. In the same manner she had done countless times before, she emailed the owner to ask for approval. The bookkeeper got a response from the owner via email saying, yes, go ahead and make the payment. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary. The bookkeeper paid the vendor via wire transfer as she usually did with these. She then received an email from the vendor the wire transfer didn't go through. Could you send the payment again? The email read. Before sending the payment for a second time, she decided to check with the owner. Normally, there weren't any issues with sending wire transfers to vendors. The bookkeeper then picked up the phone. She called the owner and questioned, do you really want me to send this wire transfer again? And the owner replied, I don't know what you're talking about. That's when the panic set in. Fraudsters targeted the bookkeeper with phishing emails. She received fake emails from a vendor she trusted. The same cyber criminals replied to the emails from what appeared to be the owner's email address. She had been hacked. And now the owner knows the hackers had been inside of the store systems waiting and watching. They observed how the owner conducted business, how she communicated with her employees, and how she paid the vendors. They used that information to trick the bookkeeper and steal thousands of dollars from her businesses. This was a well-planned out cyber security attack. The bookkeeper had fallen victim. The owner contacted the bank and found out there was nothing they could do to get the money back. Since it was an authorized transaction, they could not reverse it. The bank did try to trace the wire transfer back to the fraudster's account, but it didn't exist anymore. Thousands of dollars were just gone. Welcome everybody to our first ever, first episode of One Step Beyond Cyber. And today, we are so happy to get this new podcast off the ground. And I am so happy to share the stage here with two incredible IT and cybersecurity experts, uh, Tim Derrickson and Roman Staten. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Take it away, guys. What are we, what are we doing here? Um, hey Scott, I appreciate you introducing us. Um, I think we're gonna have a great time here. What I do. Uh, we are really just excited to be out here, give uh, all of our listeners, our watchers, our viewers, people in our heads, um, a time to <laughs> reflect upon cyber. Um, but also I wanna say that everybody out there that they really need to pay attention because this guy, Scott, has been running this business for over 35 years, three decades. He's been putting together this business of everything from VARs to retails to MSPs to securities. I mean, he's done a All tremendous right. job. That's good. So <laughs> I just wanted to say that please pay attention, especially to this next guy, Tim. Yes, oh, good. I don't know. I think he's calling us old, Scott. <laughs> There's something, there was something in there, I'm not quite sure. All right. Yeah. Um, so, First episode, we're going to make this a nice open discussion, whether we're talking about business, technology, cybersecurity, um, the human element, uh, which we're going to cover today of what happens in security. So um, let's talk about the human factor when it comes to Is that what we're talking about today? I think that's what we're talking Humans. about today. The human so, factor, so not chat GBT? Not, not yet. That'll <laughs> not be the next chat one. GBT, okay. Uh, so that's not human yet. Not yet. Okay. No, no, that'll be 100% of data breaches will be chat GBT. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, for the Verizon report of 2022, they haven't come out with 2023 yet, they're saying that 82% of all data breaches have a human element. 82? 82%, yeah. which is actually 
lower than I thought it would be. <laughs> um, I figured it'd be closer to 90, but it's interesting because everybody always really hits on us as the human being in any cyber environment, any work environment, because we click on things, we open up things, we misconfigure things. Um, so they say we're the weakest point, but I would also say that we're also the strongest point when Absolutely. we start working about working with training, uh, making sure we understand what we're doing in our environment, and having a good corporate culture uh, that supports uh, what we're doing within the environment. Wholeheartedly agree. Um, I think that we, as uh, people, um, since we are really more of staff in every company, um, we are the front line. Might be weak link, but we're front line. So kind of Scott, since you've been running a business for a while now, um, when you're thinking of <laughs> three yeah, decades, um, as we think of cybersecurity, <laughs> why do you think that we start with like your employees? Why do you want to put that first? So, you know, look, uh, Tim, Tim's already mentioned uh, probably the, the key point, so did you. So I'll just tag right on to it to look smart. Uh, the employees, uh, the staff, um, they can either be your strongest defense or they can be your weakest link. And apparently 82% of the time, it's your weakest link. Uh, they're your weakest link. And so um, the, the key thing is, uh, is it's gonna be a culture. I think we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, how yeah. to create that, but for sure um, it starts and it ends with your front line. So you have to, have to focus what did you just say on the way in here? Didn't you just say one of our clients' uh, names not to be mentioned? Um, a decent size organization. Um, what kind of passwords were they using? Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Eight, eight blanks, uh, eight character passwords with just numbers just and numbers. letters. Just some numbers and letters. How long would that take you to crack? Under 20 minutes. Under 20 minutes, folks. So if you have just numbers and just letters, <laughs> Give Tim a call. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll, we'll give you something to worry well, about. Well, Tim will actually call you, actually. <laughs> he has your password now. Um, and it is it is interesting. So we have to look at what they're now considering best practices, whether working with compliances or uh, just cyber hygiene, right, is what we're calling it now, uh, making sure that you have longer passwords. Uh, I think I... But they're a pain. Longer passwords are a pain, so why, oh, would, why would I use them? Not convenient. Because it's, it's, it's not a, convenient. Because it goes from you know a couple of seconds to hack something to years. But if I can't remember it, is it okay to use the same long password everywhere? No. Well, if you, yes. <laughs> Just for use. Hackers are listening. Yes, please. Listening. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. No, obviously, we want to make sure that any site that you log into is a different password. And you know, a lot of people are using password managers course then you have that's to worry about third-party stuff but we're no, not, well, that's we're not, not covering that today yeah, yeah. Um, but it is training your employees to use those password managers to make sure that they're changing their passwords, right. rotating passwords uh, every at least 90 days okay. um, we've seen some of the companies do it every year Roman so I mean it really all depends it, it does and it, it depends on a lot of different things one policy two culture um, three, your compliance if you actually have a regulatory body. So there's a lot of different things that it um, that it will depend on. One of those is going to be tools, and uh, I kind of wanted to bring that up because it's it's an interesting topic. Now that we know that we got to stop doing this, we need to put in tools to help things automate. Uh, one of the things that Tim had mentioned is um, putting so much security ahead of uh, ahead of people that they're going to find their ways around it, right? When you start doing that, when you start yes. making those really long passwords and am I going to remember it? 
no, I'm going to use my home computer to do work and I'm going to get around these. So what kind of tools or not really what kind, but when you implement tools in the business, Scott, do you look more for like, I'm going to do all internal or I'm going to stop breaches, I'm going to do external tools or just find something for clients? What do you do when you're looking? So, you know, my philosophy has always been practice what, what I preach. And since um, good cyber hygiene, as you call it, Tim, is really, unfortunately, what I dream about. Um, <laughs> I know, let's not go there. Um, so, At least they're clean jeans. Yep, yeah, they're very clean. Um, so I, we start internally. And, yep. and the reason we, you know, I like to start internally is, is two reasons, and it's part of our philosophy, is that we are looking for best of breed tools. Now, you guys are on the team, right? And so you know we bring these things in, yep. and do they all work out? No, 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 actually not. No, does it drive our support ticket count up? Yes, it does. Yes. So, so that's what we're all about. When I say our ticket count is that I want to eat the dog food first, yep. and make sure it works as described. Good. We have catering coming, or, <laughs> or, or better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so, if we're protected, yeah then we're actually doing a better job of protecting our clients. I get because that. we're gonna I yeah, that. we're gonna be the target and if they can if they can break into us then it, that's dangerous. So right. and if we can stop them that means we know we can Fort Knox for baby. Our yeah, that's what we've got to be. Yeah. yeah, I think that's one of these. Yep, knock on wood type knock on wood type Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so but on that note, Roman, how does how does uh, compliance and network vulnerabilities um, weigh in here with employees? Um, well, it's it's kind of nice because um, while most people, I'll be honest with you, Scott, most people are not compliant, or at least compliant as they as they really should be. Right. Um, and everybody does have vulnerabilities. That's what we do. We work on clearing those vulnerabilities for you, plugging the holes in the dam. Um, but the good thing about the compliance and when you do vulnerability scans is you start addressing those, and then you can start putting policies in place. When you have a policy in place, you can now make it a culture. Right, because now everybody can read it and say, hey, this is what we need to do, because this is our policy. So utilization of compliances or frameworks for security really does help clients, um, people, businesses in general, because it will help them stay within something that they're looking for. But you're bringing up a very important you know, aspect, because you know, is anyone ever fully compliant? Well, there might be. I mean, it's a hell of a goal to attain. Yeah. You, can, you can get a stamp saying, you know, I'm 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 NIST CSF or whatever. I'm I'm CMMC or whatever. I've I got this certification. But the very next day, you could be out of compliance, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know, ongoing is the is the key word. Yeah, it's ongoing. ongoing and done is what I was trying to say. You cannot do that. Yeah, yeah, and for another day, we also need to say that just because you're compliant doesn't mean you're secure. Right. That's oh. a whole other. That's just absolutely. three podcasts. But what compliance does do is. Um, help prevent any sort of um, lack of claims with Correct. an insurance company. So if you do have a, a policy and you are working toward compliance, that, you know mm -hmm. um, the the likelihood of uh, of a, a claim turned down is, is lower. It it is lower. It also helps lower uh, your. Um, your monthly payments because you can now say, hey, look, this is what we have in place now. Um, there are very 
few compliance police out there. There are some that are proactively coming after business. Yeah. Not in necessarily a bad way, but looking. It always comes after. Yeah. That's the police. But it always comes after is a big part of it. So, yeah. um, and, that, and that goes to artifacting, which uh, is basically evidence for those out there. Evidence that on this day, it is the way we said it was. It might have changed, but right. you have an audit trail. So again, so security is a How do we make sure that we're training our employees, training our people, and making sure that they're following these policies that you're putting in place to make sure that? So how do you handle training? Are you asking me? I'm asking Scott. Uh, I didn't say Scott. So that's a uh, that's that's a that's a layered approach. There's no one and done. It takes a while to create a culture of security. Yes. And um, I, it's it's I've been to many clients and client after client they'll tell me how do you guys get your staff to care about <laughs> security? They don't care about no. it, right? So we actually just have an internal sort of unofficial game where um, it's almost a badge of honor if you get caught. So we use uh, artificial intelligence to set simulated phishing emails. And soft, we're so good. <laughs> and they're getting better. Yeah, they're getting better. So, um, and the way you can get really Anyway, I won't get into how you can get caught on these things, but it I happens to the best of us. And, and our team, it, it just becomes like a badge of honor if you get caught, and you make it no big deal. You yep. make it actual, a lot. You know, make it fun, and um, and and it just seems to work. So they're not like embarrassed by it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you're absolutely right, and I think that it's also important to know that it has to come from the top down, right? Your management has to buy into this year. Oh yes, when I get caught, management. the people have just too much fun. There's little yeah. dances going on, and there yeah, actually so. are. You just don't see them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember I when I first the, put, I get it, the put it in there. We were like, "Hey, look, iceberg, yeah. <laughs> we got him, <laughs> we got yeah. us." Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but if, that's yeah, what you do. If management doesn't buy in, though, it's it's. If we watch and see that you don't care, which you do care, and that you're not doing the same things that we're doing when we get caught, yeah, uh, it makes it, us look at it differently. At the absolutely, uh, so you do have to have the tools. It's a tools combo of of the right technology, the right attitude, uh, you know, and making it fun. Um, Tim, for this, since we're you know we have the tools, we have compliances, we have everything. Are there really just are, is it really a principle? around this or is it yeah if we uh, if we follow the frameworks which is what we do to make sure that we keep everything the same and how we're and how we're training people so we're going to go uh, our framework we use the csf framework so mm -hmm. we're going to do uh, identify we're going to look at our environment identify what's out there do risk assessments yeah. uh, we're going to protect what we find that we that's important to us critical data um, and critical applications then we're going to try and detect what's going on out there to see if we can find anything uh, we detect something, we respond. After we respond, we recover. So it's 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 a very straightforward uh, process when someone clicks on that email mm -hmm. that we have to follow. Yeah, I like the fact that it is kind of a it, it is a one through five process. Like you can't just start out with like I'm just going to detect everything because sure you can. However, there might be things that you haven't identified on the network that are actually causing the problem. Right. Or you know because we do have a lot of people that come in. I've been breached or I've had an incident or some sort of thing like that and they expect us to start in the recover point. And right. it's like, well, 
Hold on. I would love to. We're going to get there, but we have to start doing identify your whole network first because we don't know where they came in. If you don't know where they came in, you might not stop them the next time. And if we're talking security in general, it might not be your network. It might be the front door. It might be the back door. It could be that someone let someone in. It could be someone came in when they weren't supposed to. Right. Um, and they're using things. So information security in general, when we start talking even cybersecurity, has to do with the whole business. It's not just the network itself. Yeah, and it's incremental. Yeah. Oh, it's just yes. incremental. So you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And so wherever you start, um, you're that much closer to being more secure. And I always say, um, you know, I, one of my um, tenets in life is to always be learning. No. So important. to me, I think um, business owners, CEOs, CFOs, CTOs, you know, IT people, um, they should always be learning. Even they're, if, if they're beyond brilliant and they know it all, there's probably something there that they could learn. Yeah. You put a guru in the room with me, I'm, they're not a guru. I'm not a guru. Yeah, of course. There's no such <laughs> thing. I don't care what you say. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. So now that we've got all of this stuff um, kind of laid out for you, uh, and we talked about the vulnerabilities and something to happen, and let's say that there was something to happen, and I, you know, there is an incident. Never happens. It'll never happen, don't worry. But if there is, just in case there was an incident that happened, um, I know that you guys have talked about it as far as the security level, I've kind of heard the conversations, um, but that's that's at a high level. Mm -hmm. So, Scott, what? Why do you think it's important, or how would you relay this stuff down to the layperson, the employees out there, for your incident response plan? That way they know. Why is that important? Well, first of all, they're not laypersons because <laughs> they're the front line of defense. But anyway, <laughs> uh, if, if, uh, it, it really starts again with that awareness of cyber uh, hygiene. And so um, at, at our company, uh, we're all about reporting early. It's almost like... Um, a medical condition, you know, like Absolutely. people that don't ever get annual physicals or don't know, uh, you know, if they should have something checked out. Oh, it's just a little mole, it's no big deal, right? And it could have been handled there, right? So we're very big at, um, at at our company that if you even think that there might be a chance, like I even send you emails going, "Hey, man, I opened this. I don't, you know, what, you know?" And you're like, "Yeah, no, it's fine. It's bad. Just delete it," you know. So. Yeah. Um, so just letting somebody know in the company that, that the right, you know, the IT folks know that, that this is going on. Or I clicked on something. Hey, I was expecting, I was expecting an email from my bank. It looked like it was from my bank. I clicked on it, and weird stuff happened. So oh, that's all right. No big deal. No, no. <laughs> no. Forward that email. Open a ticket with your IT team. Let them know. Yeah. Because they want to jump on it. Yeah, what's even more interesting, and uh, Roman and I were at a client's the other day, and Roman brought this up, and it's not something I didn't think about, and that's the fact of you click on something, and now you have to go to the person that you don't like working with or you yep. don't want to deal with because they're difficult, and so you don't. You're talking about the IT people? I'm talking about, uh, we'll say that a secretary clicks on something right. and goes, oh, um, okay, i got to send money to someone, yep. but I have to go talk to this person who I don't like dealing with because they're difficult. Uh, so I'm not no. going to, I'm just going to send the money. Yeah. Um, and, and I never even thought of that, that portion yeah. of it and the fact of that could happen. 
And it, it also happen. and that right. goes back to company culture and the fact of you know who you have in place. That's culture. That's a huge right. culture issue. Regardless of differences, security is above is above all of those personality issues. Yes. All of the you know it, it's senior. Right. It is. But honestly, and I know in in our company, uh, there is no one that I don't enjoy actually talking with that doesn't have to do with work or if it has to do with work. And I think that everybody that I've uh, come in contact with have that same feeling in our company. Um, so I have a hard time seeing it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So when Roman brought it up, I was like, wow. So, one. but that's definitely one of the ones. It's a great and, one. You got to add that, add that to yeah. the training. Yeah. And the other one, of course, is, you know, like you said, Scott, you're okay. If we click on something, we know we're not getting fired. And I think that's also important. And if you tell us soon enough, we yeah. can stop it. <laughs> yeah. you know, or we can yeah. at least back things up so we can limit the damage yeah. or limit the right. impact of yeah. whatever's coming into Absolutely. our systems. 100%. So that's great advice right there. All right. Well, I think I think that's what we're going to do today, right? We're trying to keep today very high level. Yeah. So All right. Well then, I, I agree. I don't think we have anything else to. Did you have anything else labor on this? For oh, no, the human aspect of. Yeah. I got a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice to people. Yeah. Be nice. Uh, be nice. That's a good one too. I it really is. It's, it's yeah. social engineering at its uh, at its finest. It's right. And it's like I don't want to talk to that person. But I'm just going to do yeah. this. I'll deal with the fallout. So. All right. Well, good. So everybody, thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for uh, watching our first episode. Um, and we look forward to our next one. Do you guys have any closing comments? Uh, you know, we're, we're just here to help and to educate. Um, anybody can send us an email at any time, and we're, we'll, I'd be willing to definitely help if you're having an issue. Yeah, comment down below. Um, yeah, comment down below, yeah. absolutely. Suggested topics. Uh, yeah, and this is a safe space, really. I mean, we're going to be talking about a lot of different topics that have to do with business, with cybersecurity, with whatever we actually Absolutely. Whatever Scott allows us to do. Um, <laughs> you have yeah, full range. And remember, full this, range. this episode brought to you by conjunctivitis.com. A site for sore eyes. <laughs> yes. No, just kidding. But no, thank you for watching. little tech dad joke. Um, please comment and uh, tune in to the next one. Love it. Love it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you.